Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Business from the Bass Boat Podcast on the Serious Angler Network. And guys, today we've got an awesome show lined up. It is about to bust wide open in the fishing industry. Um, everything tournaments is rocking and rolling. We've got a lot of big championships coming up this spring. So excited uh, to see where things are headed in the industry in general. Um, and guys, today we've got Joe Opager coming on with Major League Fishing to talk a little bit about the Bally Sports deal, the new fantasy fishing situation for Major League Fishing, and the Tech Warehouse Pro Circuit. And uh, without further ado, let's get Joe in here. Joe, how's it going, man? Good, good. How are you doing, Adam? Good to see you, man. Doing well. I am doing well. Are you in Oklahoma then? Are you at the near the headquarters or where are you located? No, I'm uh, up in Minnesota, actually. I work out of my remote home office up here. Um, long story short, how I'm up here, but basically uh, FLW, which is where I got my start. Yep. We had offices in Minneapolis. Oh, uh -oh. I lost in there a second. Let's see. Oh, we good? Man, good. I'm so sorry. You're yeah, good. I just turned off the Wi-Fi. Maybe that was the deal, and I'm on on cell cell service now. Does okay, it look a little better. Yeah, yeah, you're good now, man. Cool. So, yeah, basically, what I was saying is, I'm up in Minnesota. FLW had offices in Minneapolis and Benton, Kentucky, mm -hmm. um, and then obviously after the acquisition in 2018, um, they allowed me to stay in Minnesota and work remotely and kind of see how that worked out. Well, literally like four months later is when COVID hit and then everybody started working remotely. <laughs> so I've never, uh, never lived down in Tulsa. I've just stayed up here in Minnesota and manned everything from the home office here. Awesome, man. Yeah. We're seeing that like uh, across every industry, right? It's like folks had never really thought to go, uh, remote completely or hundred percent remote. And now it's, it's commonplace. You see a lot of job listings with that in it, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's a great kind of perk, but it it's also has its challenges as well. You know, I mean, working from home, I've got a four year old, I've got, uh, you know, a wife and a couple of kids like they're running around can make working challenging sometimes. As a matter of fact, I'm home alone with the four year old right now. So she may make an appearance here, throughout, <laughs> but we'll see how that goes. I've got her uh, on the iPad in the other room. But uh, no, overall, I'm very blessed to be able to do what I do. And I, I love my job for Major League Fishing. Awesome, man. No, that's, well, it wouldn't be the first guest we have come through, uh, unannounced. So <laughs> no problem if, if she comes through, but anyways, is it just, uh, I mean, freezing up there right now? Are you an ice fisherman? What have you been up to in the winter? Uh, well, yeah, funny mission. I do have a throw blanket here on my lap cause it's pretty <laughs> dang cold. I think, uh, the high today was like negative three or something like that. So it is very cold, but I, can't complain too much because I choose to live here. Uh, I do love ice fishing. I was actually out yesterday for a couple hours out on Mille Lacs. That's where I grew up and where I fish all the time. Um, didn't have any luck. I was out targeting walleye and mm -hmm. uh, no, di didn't catch any. Marked a couple on my uh, electronics, but couldn't get them to bite. But I do love ice fishing. And overall, winter kind of sucks after a little while, but I do love Minnesota very much. Awesome, man. Well, I'm in Colorado out West here and oh, okay. uh, it is, uh, we had some snow today and what's just crazy about kind of our winners, I guess the difference is like this morning, you know, it was in the teens and snowing pretty hard. 
Um, but now it's literally sunny out and the snow is melting. It's just, we have sun that just kind of, um, breaks up a little bit of that snow, which is nice, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Uh, it's pretty gloomy here during the winter. I mean, the first couple of weeks of winter are usually like pretty sunny and, and nice. And then it kind of gets to be a little, yeah, the winter doldrums they're called, but, and we're right in the middle of that right now, but a couple more weeks, it'll be springtime, snow will be melting, then we'll be back on open water again before you know it. Absolutely, man. Exactly. Well, and, and your part of the country is just such incredible fishing when you do get to that open water. I mean, I, I've spent a little bit of time in Minnesota and I just, I can't believe how good the bass fishing is. <laughs> just yeah, those fish aren't touched ever, it seems, or there's just so many. I mean, it's weird, but walleye is king here still. Like mm -hmm. that's what everybody targets. That's what everybody fishes for. And, uh, you know, so the, in the recent years, uh, the spotlights kind of got shown on Mille Lacs a little bit and like how great of a trophy Samama fishery that truly is. Sure. Yeah. But even in addition to Mille Lacs, there's dozens of lakes all around central Minnesota that have, you know, massive smallies and are really like, it's a dark horse, largemouth lake as well. So, I mean, the, tons of fishing opportunities and definitely one of the reasons that I love living here, no doubt. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, Joe, I figured first we'd get into just the nature of the show, business from the past, but we get into a little bit of your career and how you got started. You mentioned um, you were with um, FLW before the acquisition with Major League Fishing. Yes. Uh, what kind of led you that route? I mean, what's what got you in the fishing industry? <laughs> Twitter, believe it or not. Got no me in way. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I in college, I was a, a public relation major and I basically chose PR because I knew like most major sports teams have a PR team. You know, every major league and organization has a communications guy. And I figured uh, I'm a pretty good writer. I, I can do that. So, yeah, I graduated from uh, St. Cloud State here in central Minnesota with a degree in public relations and was just hunting for a job and I followed, you know, on Twitter, a couple just outdoor jobs types accounts. And I saw that FLW was looking for a PR intern um, back in the day. So this was October of 2011 when I basically saw that post. Uh, and so applied right away. I was and sold myself as an angler, you know, growing up in Minnesota on Mille Lacs. I know fishing. I have the PR background. This sounds like a really cool opportunity. Um, so, uh, got my foot in the door and actually got hired on for a three month internship, uh, in November of 2011 and, uh, you know, started with the company, then ran through a couple of months of the off season. And then as the season, the two, the 2012 season was getting ready to start, uh, they offered me a full-time position in the PR department as a communication specialist. So I uh, jumped at the bit. And, uh, you know, started on full time there in early 2012. That was my first real bass fishing season that I'd ever followed and been a part of, but I uh, became hooked instantly. I loved, uh, loved being around the anglers, loved traveling to all these great places around the country and seeing these cool fisheries that I'd read about, but, you know, never actually seen or visited before. And, uh, yeah, so started with our, basically that finished my first season in 2012 and then at the, and then stuck it out with them. At the end of 2014, mm -hmm. I was promoted up to the director role and the director of the PR department, uh, as we had some uh, people leave the company then. Um, gotcha. And that's just a role that I've held basically ever since. 
you know, I was with the company from 2014 through the acquisition. Mm-hmm. I worked in the Minneapolis office here uh, in Minnesota and sure. um, you know, up through the acquisition. Uh, 2018 rolled around, kind of heard like all the rumors, just like everybody else did at the time. That yeah, yeah. It was like a pretty stressful, tumultuous, you know, six to eight months of not really knowing what was going to happen. I mean, we, we at FLW were kind of just business as usual, but we knew that stuff was happening behind the scenes. We heard all of the doc talk and the chatter as well that Major League Fishing was going to be buying us. We didn't know as a group, like, how that was going to affect us, you sure. know, all, all the staff and everything and our tournaments and didn't really know what that meant. But uh, funny how things kind of work out because I, the staff became part of the acquisition of FLW mm. and they actually did close down the Minneapolis office, uh, but they kept the Benton, Kentucky office open. And so now um, Major League Fishing has two offices, one in Tulsa and one in Benton, Kentucky. And uh, I was part of that acquisition. I came over to be a part of their PR team and basically run the FLW show, which was then uh, rebranded as MLF Big Five. Yep. And so I did that for a season and okay. basically worked PR for the new Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit, the Toyota Series, and the BFL Series. And uh, working PR basically means like generating media coverage for our anglers in our tournaments. I write a lot of press releases. I do a lot of media outreach as we're going to these events around the country and basically just get outside news sources, whether that's television news, radio, uh, newspaper writers, anything like that to talk about us and our tournaments. Um, awesome. So I've been, uh, I came over in 2018 to MLF and worked the MLF five for a season. And right. then on the 2020 season, I became, I started working PR for the Bass Pro Tour. And that's where I've been basically ever since. I traveled to all Bass Pro Tour events across the country, uh, you know, working uh, PR for them. I'll I'll write a press release each night with the results. I'll interview the anglers. I'll set up interviews with, you know, local TV news stations with the anglers. Uh, They want to get out on a boat and go out on the water for a little while and just kind of get some footage and, you know, kind of do the goofy reporter on the town kind of thing. I always coordinate those things and. So that's basically my main role. I mean, that's the 10,000 foot level. There's a lot of like nitty gritty little stuff. I read a lot of like sponsorship releases, like like the Bally's release that you mentioned sure. earlier. And we just put up, we announced a new sponsor today. Fuel Me is coming on board as the new uh, presenting sponsor of the pro circuit. So, you know, just dealing a lot uh, with, you know, writing, dealing with sponsors, the anglers and tournament organizations, basically. Dude, awesome. What a, what a career to be passionate about. I mean, you are, you are in the middle of all of it. Yeah. Extremely lucky. And like I said, coming out of college, I really had no idea, but it, it's truly, it's such a like perfect fit. Like just with my angling background going up here in Minnesota, uh, my experience in writing and knowing kind of the sport, uh, that's kind of one of the things that's most difficult about finding, you know, good help in the industry is you can find like, a writer it's sure. a really good writer but doesn't really know fishing very much mm-hmm. and you can try to teach them fishing or you can find a fisherman and try to teach them how to write and <laughs> both of them has its challenges yeah we've gone both ways but yeah i kind of very lucky in the fact that i'm, I'm i've kind of had experience in both both areas so 
Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, a couple of things I kind of picked up on through that. Uh, number one, internships. Um, I Same kind of deal with me after college internship to where that led to a full-time position with a farm and ranch company called Hall and Hall, but uh, and still with them today. But that hit, was a huge, huge factor in my life of, of willing to take that jump um, and having the ability to, to put yourself there. I mean, it's a, it opens the door for you. You know, it's that footstep into the door. Oh, you're 100% right. And that's why I, I did it. So it, for full disclosure, nobody in the bass fishing industry is getting mega rich. So I'm not <laughs> like, you know, but I am certainly living comfortably. But um, with that internship, uh, it, it was a $9 an hour internship and it was in the Twin Cities. And I, of course, I live up by Mille Lacs Lake, which is like 90 miles north of the Twin Cities. So every okay. day I was driving 180 miles round trip for this $9 an hour job and basically <laughs> breaking even. Like by the time I was putting gas in the truck, I wasn't making any money, but I yeah. wasn't doing it to make money. I was doing it for the opportunity for the, like you said, the chance to get my foot in the door to kind of show them what I could do and, you know, prove my worth a little bit. And uh, I was able to do that after three months, they offered me that full-time position and uh, yeah, basically changed my life, gave me my first real career. And I totally have Twitter and that internship to thank for it. That's awesome, man. No, that's, uh, you're dead on the, the money can come later. And like you said, full disclosure, like, right. Like it's, it's, a, it's uh, a comfortable life, but no one, it's, no one's, uh, going into bass fishing for the big bucks or, or right. that should be your mindset anyway. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think that so many people try and get locked in on a paycheck or this and that. And I think the long-term play is what you should be looking for. If you can grow with an organization and have good mentors there, um, that's kind of my outlook on that stuff. So glad to hear uh, a success story or I guess something that aligns with, with my thoughts on everything. Thanks. Yeah. And that it truly is like, there's, there's other perks, you know, I get to see some of the coolest places in the country that I never would have gone to. Otherwise I get to work with Jacob Wheeler and Kevin Van Dam and Edwin Evers and like, and Jimmy Houston and like Larry Nixon, like these guys know who I am, which is still mind boggling to me, but yeah, it it's, it's so cool. So definitely has uh, quite a bit of perks and it's a job that I love. No doubt. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, give us a little bit of insight. I did not see the press release on the new tack warehouse pro circuit sponsor. So what is, uh, what is that situation and, and, and who are they? Sure. So yeah, we just announced it today. Thank you. Um, it, it's a company called Fuel Me, which they label themselves as basically like the DoorDash of of fuel delivery. And what it is, it's a uh, for long haul truckers or or anglers that are on the road or whatever. Uh, you can pull up their app and schedule a fuel delivery to wherever you're going to be at. So whether it's at your hotel or whether you're a long haul trucker and you're stopping at a rest area or something like that, you basically go into the app just like you would DoorDash and you order up, I need, you know, 50 gallons of diesel fuel delivered at this time. No and then way. the tanker shows up. Yeah. And, and it's really crazy. It's like cheaper than going to a gas station. You don't have to deal with the lines. I don't know how they do it, but the fuel is, you know, just as good, but it's a little bit cheaper. Uh, so we were, extremely thrilled to have them come on board and they're now the presenting sponsor of tackle warehouse pro circuit for the entire 2022 season that is incredible that's a uh what a what a niche business as listeners know on the show like that's my i love the little niche businesses where someone finds a problem or figures out a, a solution to something that's just like 
such a, a goofy thing, but that's incredible to me that it's cheaper. Cause I was thinking, Oh gosh, like, I mean, if you're getting fuel delivered to you, I would think like, gosh, this is going to be kind of a pricey deal. It's for the, I guess the luxury truckers or the luxury folks that don't want to go to the gas station, but definitely <laughs> not the case. Yeah. I, I don't know how they swing it, but it's one of those ideas where like, God dang it. Why didn't I think of that? Right. Like, came across my desk. Like I was like, what's fuel me. And so I've got to write about them. And so we, you know, do my research and I'm looking at him like, oh, that's one of those ideas where like, son of a, I, that should have been my idea. God dang it. But and there's there's our way, Joe, to get to get rich in and also still be in the bass fishing industry. You got to think of an idea just like that, right? Something like that. Absolutely. Awesome, man. Well, I mean, what is your kind of day to day consist of right now? Getting ready for the season. So it sounds like you said you'll be going to every DPT event. So you'll be leaving here pretty shortly. Um, what do, what do things look like kind of this January timeframe for you? Uh, well, January has been very busy and it's January is almost over. different than December. We've actually, uh, we are in full tournament swing already. We kicked off with the first events of the year, right mm -hmm. after the new year, we had, you know, three tournaments that first weekend of January, a BFL event, a college fishing event and a high school event. So coming off the new year, we were right back into the swing of things. Um, but, but as you mentioned, you know, in the off season, it's a lot of sponsorship work. It's a lot of Zoom meetings and calls, getting prepared for the next season. Um, one of the big, uh, you know, initiatives for us this year is our Redcrest Championship. You know, we've been able to hold Redcrest for this was going to be number three for us, but this is actually going to be the first one where we've had a big outdoor show. The last two have been greatly affected by COVID, and you know, basically we weren't allowed to put on the show that we really wanted to. So this year is really. MLF's coming out party. We're basically calling it. It's going to be, you know, yeah. one of the biggest watch parties in the history of the sport. Uh, this March at Redcrest, you know, we've got the Tulsa Expo Square. Uh, it's it's a massive facility right in downtown Tulsa, and it's going to be plumb full of like sponsors and uh, all the anglers, and you know, we've got country music artists. But there's so much planning that's been going on behind the scenes for that event, and to make that a really special uh, event. So. That's been a huge initiative and just, you know, getting ready for the tournament season, you know, fantasy fishing, rolling that out a week and a half ago. Like we've been frantically working to finish, get that finished for the new season and the sponsor announcements. And so that's a lot of what we've been working on over the past, you know, eight weeks since the season basically ended. Sure. Sure, man. Yeah. No, a lot of uh, incredible announcements and upcoming things uh with major league fishing really excited to see Redcrest uh an expo style situation i'd like to make it out there i make it to grant a decent amount it'd be really cool to uh to see that inaugural um expo um and, and then was long with the fantasy fishing um i mean we've got tack warehouse pro circuit starting on rayburn this weekend uh yeah. i mean Things are rolling out. Let's let's talk a little bit about um, the fantasy fishing itself and what is currently released right now. Sure, sure. So yeah, like you mentioned, uh, Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit kicks off the season on Sam Rayburn on Thursday. So coming up here in just a couple of days. When this and, releases, uh, it'll be it'll be going. Before that tournament gets going, and, and even after, I mean, we'll have prizes for every single event. But uh, fantasyfishing.com is where you can kind of find all of the fantasy games that MLF is currently offering. And uh, right now, you know, we have two that we've launched. Sorry, got a phone call. <laughs> you're good. You're good. 
All right. Can you hear me? Got you now, man. Okay. So yeah, fantasyfishing.com currently is hosting two games. It's our fantasy fishing for uh, the Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit and the Bass Pro Tour. And then we've also got a game called the Fenwick MLF Predictor game. And we launched that at the basically stage seven last year of the Bass Pro Tour. And it was kind of a trial run to see how it went. And it was super successful. I mean, in the seven days that we had it open prior to the event, we had more than 5,000 people sign up and, and compete. And basically what that is, is there's, you know, six different questions that they're going to ask you to make predictions on throughout the event. And it's, you know, how many fish is Jacob Wheeler going to catch in this one? You know, uh, who's going to catch more weight between these two guys? Or, you know, there's all sorts of different questions. What's the biggest bass we're going to see on this day? You know, and so you make predictions based on, what you think will happen in the tournament and you can win prizes there as well. So uh, predictor game is a lot of fun. And then of course you mentioned fantasy fishing and that's more of the traditional fantasy type game. Uh, you know, you create a team of 10 anglers, uh, you know, five from each group, group A and group B, and then uh, you accumulate points based on how many fish they catch. So, and then you win prizes there as well. Both games are free to play. You can win uh, some really, really cool fishing experiences. I think the uh, the top prize for the Bass Pro Tour season winner is, is a trip with Justin Lucas. Yeah. Uh, the top prize for the Pro Circuit winner is a trip with Bobby Lane. So, I mean, you're getting to fish with the best anglers in the world and some really cool uh, experiences. So, and it, the best thing is it's free to play. Exactly, man. No, and I think the the fantasy fishing thing uh, is brings so much uh, really the hardcore fans to the sport, and it makes me personally pay attention to the event uh, extremely well and and detailed because I want to see the guys that I chose succeed or see what I did wrong, uh, and I get I get into it so so much um, from that aspect of things, and I think that it's just going to be a uh, something to be honest that I felt like Major League Fishing was lacking because I was such a nut with fantasy fishing. You know, I'm glad it's, sure. things are rolling out now. Sure. Yeah. And it's, and we heard, heard the fans loud and clear. It's something that we had been working on, but we also didn't want to rush it or kind of half-ass it. So sure. that's why it was important to have such a great pop, uh, partner like Bally's is, uh, you know, you mentioned them a little bit earlier and we, it was one of the big happenings of the off season as we announced our partnership with Bally's and, you know, they've got so much stuff going on behind the scenes, whether it's their Valley Bet sports book or monkey knife fight, which is another property though. it's like the largest or, or the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in the world right now. And so like, they've got all these sorts of little, basically like channels that we will eventually have access to. And it's just going to get MLF and our anglers and the sport of pro bass fishing in front of people that maybe normally wouldn't have seen it, but are now paying attention because they can select a fantasy team or maybe create a, you know, daily fantasy team or something like that. Sure. Sure. No. And that's uh that's really, uh, kind of the, the, uh, the meat of the show per se, is I wanted to get in this Bally situation. So, um, First off, for people who don't kind of know a background on Bally's, what uh, what would you say? And, and this is again through your research on on doing some of this stuff. But wh what who are they? What do they do? Uh, and and why is this kind of a connection for you guys? I major league fish. Uh, so Bally's in general is a massive 
company. Basically, they've got all sorts of different. They've got a technology division. They own casinos. They own uh, online sports book. Yeah. So they have this massive company that basically is going to allow MLF to use their tools to in a mutually beneficial relationship. You know, they're going to get a bass fishing audience that are now starting to use their products as well. And then we are also exposing our sport to their audience. So it's kind of a win-win. And, you know, there's, there's lots of different opportunities that are going to be out there. You know, when, when our partnership with Bally's was announced, it was like, Oh my God, MLF's going to be betting on are bringing (laughs) sports betting to the sport. And we may get there eventually, but it's not going to be anything like happening like this season or anything. There's a whole lot of stuff that kind of needs to build to that point. It's, it's kind of been a, you know, a multi-phase rollout with Bally's. The first phase of that was just the announcement of the new Ballybet Angler of the Year Award. So they're going to be awarding $100,000 to the Angler of the Year, the Bass Pro Tour every year. Which is just awesome, That's, man. Yeah, awesome. huge win. There's huge win for the sport and Ballybet. They're going to get a ton of great exposure from that as well. Um, and then so the second part of the rollout was kind of the launch of these free-to-play games, the Predictor game and our fantasy fishing game, which actually just took place last week. Um, so now that that's in place, we can get our season going and kind of see how everything's going to shake out. You know, they've got, like I mentioned, the monkey knife fight. I kind of, and, and none of this has been decided yet. There is no firm date where this is going to be de- rolled out or anything like that. But I would expect to see eventually major league fishing bass pro tour events being featured on monkey knife fight and uh if you've never played that before highly recommend you check it out i actually played it over the weekend with some nfl games and made a little bit of money but it's basically it's kind of making predictions like the predictor game but you're doing it against the other players in that game so interesting like so for example like you have to choose two different bets. And if you hit both of these, if you make your predictions correct, you you will win your bet. So it would be like Patrick Mahomes, 271 yards passing, Josh Mahomes, or not Josh Mahomes, Josh (laughs) Allen, excuse me, 180 yards passing. And you've got to guess more or less for both of those guys. And if you get it both right, you win like a substantial amount of money. I think it's like 3.5 times your bet basically that you play and then but and it goes a lot more in depth than that i'm not explaining it very well but you basically it's it's player against player and you bet on how they're going to do in that game so that's kind of what i envision happening it's going to be along the lines of there's going to be jacob wheeler and ott defoe and it's going to be a number that's going to say you know 35 bass a day are they going to catch more than 35 bass on this day or less? And you'll have to pick both for Ott and Jacob and then get them both right. And if you get it both right, then you'll win your bet. And if you don't, then you don't. So it, there's all sorts of ways you can do that. You can do that with you know, the amount of pounds they catch, the number of fish they catch, the biggest fish of the day. There's going to be all sorts of different things you can bet on. And so it's not a traditional sports bet in the fact that I'm betting on Jacob Wheeler to win, which could be offered eventually as well. It's going to be more lines of what's going to happen during the event. And so there's not going to be any sort of worry or or 
concern about uh, indiscretion or people throwing tournaments or anything like that? Because I saw a lot of rumors that were out there like that. How are they going to police guys not catching fish or something like that? Right. It's not going to have any effect on the tournament. It, it, it's what are they going to do each day of competition? So kind of a, a little background on monkey knife fight and kind of how I see that shaking out to start. Now, eventually we could get down the sports book road and they could start offering odds on Jacob Wheeler to win, you know, three to one or sure. odd to four to and four to one, something like that. But I do think we're a ways down the road on that though. Gotcha, man. Well, this is, uh, this is interesting. I, I pulled up monkey knife fight and I'm looking through and, and there's all kinds of games. Um, and it's just crazy to me because in our society, games are such a big thing. You want to beat people. And and uh, exactly what you said as far as I was really, really curious on how the heck you're going to place odds in fishing. There's so many uh, additional factors out there, right? This isn't uh, isn't a controlled situation all the time. Someone could have boat sure. issues. Someone could, uh, you know, weather. All kinds of different things uh, come into play here. And, um, that is, is, is a very interesting and I think unique deal monkey knife fight to be able to do that kind of, um, betting against two opposing players and which one is going to do better or this, it, it, that's a, I could see how that could actually play out in fishing is what I guess I'm trying to say. Yep. Yep. And I do think that could also lead to a, a similar, like, you know, draft Kings type daily fantasy where you're concocting a lineup of whether it's each tournament or each day of the tournament, you know, or whatever, based on a salary cap and putting together your team and earning points and competing that way as well. I think that is, is a possibility down the road as well. And again, I just want to say like, none of this has been official. This has all been discussed, but nothing has been discussed. Sure. Sure. Much in the works. The partnership with Bally's is still very much in its infancy, but we're super excited about, the possibilities and what, what could be coming down the road. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, I think, I think kind of the rumors and, I, and I've seen the same thing. We actually had a show, uh, when this was released uh, a month ago and it was just a couple of us on, I think it was our, um, new year show. So it was a bunch of friends on, and of course there was drinks and, and whatnot. And we were just all chatting about, sure. uh, you know, um, is sports betting, you know, good for the sport or this and that. And, and my take on it was look exactly kind of where you started from the beginning of this is the goal is to grow the sport. And, and this is, uh, is to, I think, um, bring more eyes to bass fishing builds the industry and net and not necessarily have more anglers per se, but more people interested in watching, uh, of what is happening. And I think that, being on a website like monkey knife fight or, or kind of putting this out there to folks who are interested on in these games might draw somebody to be like, wow, that Jacob Wheeler guy is pretty cool, you know, and really get into what is going on uh, with, with uh, all the coverage. Definitely. And uh, you're, you're hundred percent right. The, the thing that people want to do is follow along with the tournament and have somebody to root for or have their guys. So by, and that's kind of one of the things that's most beneficial about major league fishing and the Bass Pro Tour is we have access to the live score tracker leaderboard. And uh, so other fantasy fishing games, like I've played Bassmaster Fantasy. I was a sure. big part. I was a big part of FLW Fantasy Fishing that was around for many, many years hey, as well. Yeah. And currently how it works is you get your results each night. The, the stands come out and you're in 
348th place and here's how your guys did. And it's, you know, 11 o'clock at night when you're getting that email. Well, one of the coolest things about our fantasy game and with the Bass Pro Tour and Score Tracker is we've got live scoring. So you're going to be able to like log into your team at any time and see exactly how many points they have right now and how you're doing against your league or or any however you set your league up. Maybe you're playing head to head against each other. You're going to be able to have that live scoring just like you would at ESPN or Yahoo Fantasy Football or anything like that. And so that's something that we're super excited about. And we'll see how that shakes out with the first Bass Pro Tour event of the year. Awesome, man. Yeah, that sounds really interesting, being able to check your score. Um, I will say, on, on uh, so I set my fantasy team for Rayburn, and obviously this is Tackle Rouse Pro Circuit, uh, so yes. five-fish situation. Um, I uh, Choosing choosing anglers in the two different uh, divisions, uh, you only had to choose one angler below 40th and i think it's maybe it's because it's the first derby but there are some hammers for those interested in uh in your picks right now you can get away with some some absolute hammers lower lower on the rankings right now definitely because you've got some of the bass pro tour guys competing this year on the pro circuit that didn't compete on the pro circuit last year, last year. so they're yeah. automatically way down the list guys like you know, mark rose who's won at rayburn before won his, yeah, this time and of the like, year yeah yeah, the fact that he's below 40 is is kind of comical a little bit, and it won't be for very long, but for this first event of the year, it is. And uh, the reason it is like that, too, is because uh, of the game was built with the Bass Pro Tour in mind, and then we realized, hey, let's let's roll this out for the Pro Circuit as well. But that's why it does have the dual format of the two different groups. Ah, uh, I see. Also have to select a guy 40th or below, because that's basically – the red crest cutoff on the bass pro tour but obviously with the tackle warehouse pro circuit there's you know 160 guys compared to the 80 on the bass pro tour so you've got quite a few more on that list under 40 so that makes sense same kind of format i got you okay yep oh one one other thing just a complete side note but uh I saw that the um, live coverage is going to be all four days on the uh, Tack Warehouse Pro Circuit. I am pumped for that, dude. I am a live fishing fanatic. It is a problem. Anytime I'm working, there's at least one window open, and it always bothered me that the Tack Warehouse Pro Circuit, I was like, oh, I want to see what guys are doing on that first those first couple of days. No, 100%. And that was another thing that we heard the fans loud and clear on. You know, it was something that the anglers wanted, the fans wanted, and we wanted as well. It was just logistically making it work and getting the staff to have the cameraman 10 cameramen on the water for an extra two days and you know getting uh, the production team behind the scene ready to go for another two days but yeah they made it happen this off season uh for every day of competition on the tack warehouse pro circuit and the bass pro tour this year there will be uh you know mlf now will be streaming live each day and so something we're extremely excited about and yeah, I'm ready to get back to fishing, man. On Thursday this week, it kicks off again, 7.30 a.m., and uh, I'll be watching for sure. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Well, hopefully the guys aren't too frozen. It seems like it's it's really cold on Rayburn right now. It's raining and all kinds of stuff. It looks kind of nasty. Yeah, yeah, it has been, but somebody always catches them. I mean, leading up to like pretty much every single event, it's a lot of belly aching. It's a lot of talk. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be really tough. And then someone comes in with 28 pounds and a massive day, you know? So it's seen it happen a hundred times and I, I expect it'll happen again this weekend. 
it's, oh, you're dead on, dude. Tournament anglers, everyone's belly aching, and then someone cracks 28 pounds. It's like, all right, right. well, really? Yeah. And you were it usually it's fifth, and he's just like, I don't know. I just stumbled on him, and you're like, okay, Brian. Yeah. Okay, you Brian. <laughs> exactly, man. No, well, dude, I, I am just uh, super excited. Um, Major League Fishing has just got so much coming out. And this year, I'm sure it has been just ridiculously busy on your end, uh, tracking all these different um, ad- advances, really, more than anything. Um, so I, I really appreciate you taking the time out and, and uh, coming on here to uh, talk a little bit about the future and everything, too. Great insight. Uh, the, the betting thing is just uh, so exciting to me, and I, I really think it's uh, – it's worthwhile for the sport. And I think it's also something that's just going to get so many eyeballs. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like I said, it was a lot of kind of rumors and innuendo and people were speculating and how is this going to work? And, and, and nothing has been decided yet. So uh, it's just going to be a lot of great opportunities for us in the future. It's going to be a lot of new eyeballs on the sport and it's going to be a way for, the diehard eyeballs that have been around and been a fan of the sport for a long time to maybe make a little extra money with, you know, having the edge on knowing the sport so well. So it's going to be a lot of great opportunities for everybody. Yeah. And, and, and to me, man, I mean like, uh, and that's, that's me, right? Like hardcore, follow this stuff. Like it's, it's ridiculous. And I have never been someone, uh, from a betting standpoint in sports. And this is exactly, uh, I didn't even think of, the uh, addition of of bringing folks from major league fishing to bally sports it's like that is someone that they're gonna i'm gonna be that person like there's there's no doubt in my mind that i will be throwing a little bit of money at this stuff because i am so invested in it uh from just a coverage standpoint and that's exactly right i didn't i didn't really see that side of it the other way going around oh 100 when they start offering bass pro tour events on on monkey knife fight and other sites like yeah there's gonna see a whole influx of this bass fishing audience that have never had the opportunity to plunk twenty dollars down on jacob wheeler or odd defoe or kvd or anything like that so or it's gonna be horse and that's no yeah exactly yeah local that they know about but the rest of the world doesn't yet so yeah it's exactly. gonna be a lot of fun and we're really excited about what's to come down the pipe for sure. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, Joe, uh, we wrap every show up kind of with, with two, two things. Uh, number one, um, really, and you, you've thrown out some awesome advice. You, you walk through your career, but what would be your number one piece of advice to someone interested in working in the fishing industry or something they're passionate about in, in general, uh, what would be kind of that piece of advice to someone that's maybe in a younger set of your shoes? Wow. Well, um, I guess it would be, you know, find what you love to do and follow that path and realize that you got to start at the bottom. You know, you got to get your foot in the door as an intern or, volunteer, you know, go to the events and offer to help carry the fish bags, whatever you want to do, whatever you can do to kind of get you yourself there, uh, do that. And then work also on just being uh, versatile, you know, whatever your skill set is, like follow that path. Like I was a great writer. And so I knew that I could, could write well. And so I researched careers in the industry that, you know, fit that 
basically that skill set. You know, if you're a if you're a mechanic, you know, or something like that, we've got multiple trucks and trailers that travel all around the country constantly. And so, you know, there's opportunities for mechanics there. Uh, if you're a tournament angler, you know, fish BFLs and fish mm -hmm. you know, everything you can and get your foot in the door that way. It's, there's just so many different ways in this sport you can make it in addition to fishing. And so, yeah, just follow your passion and, and don't quit. And also just always keep an open mind and the golden rule, treat others how you want to be treated, whether it's uh, you know, a brand new reporter that knows nothing about the the sport or mm -hmm. Brian Hendricks from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, who's been the outdoors writers for 40 years. You know, both those guys treat them equally and treat them how you would like to be treated. And yeah, it'll come around to you, no doubt. Awesome, man. Well, it sounds like merging, merging some of your natural skills and things you like doing with your passion. And uh, I think that's a... Uh, yeah. A huge play. And like you said, um, everything I've learned through, through this podcast has been, there are a lot of ways in the fishing industry to make a living other than tournament fishing. And it is, uh, it is really cool to see some of those situations. Um, and, and, and so kind of our last thing here is your three biggest, uh, large mouth, small mouth. And I guess you're in Minnesota, but if you've caught a spotted bass on one of those trips somewhere to Smith Lake or something like that, your three biggest, uh, if you remember them and, uh, what you caught them on and I guess where you were at in that situation. Sure. Sure. Well, I'll start with small mouth cause that's where I'm yeah. from. Yeah, I was going to say Mille Lacs. Are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> yep, yep. Biggest small mouth came on Mille Lacs. It was just over seven. I, yeah. I want to say it was like, I don't remember exactly, but I want to say it was like seven, two or something like that. Yeah. Caught it on a, uh, Kitex swim bait, small nice. muscle. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'll never forget that fish. That was awesome. Uh, my biggest large mouth also came on a Kitex swim bait. Oh but man. That was a little swimmer before. thrower. Down on the Harris chain, actually during the, uh, the ICAST cup events. So, uh, during ICAST every year, FLW and now MLF, uh, does an industry bass tournament uh, on the day before the show starts and it's called the ICAST Cup and teams go out on and compete on the Harris chain for, or no, Lake Toho, excuse me, for yeah. um, you know, just like a four hour shootout bass fishing tournament. Um, so my, actually my biggest largemouth that I've ever caught came on Lake Toho and uh, also on a Kitex tournament. It was with Daryl Davis, who was a pro tackle warehouse pro circuit pro. I was in his boat and uh, yeah, I think I didn't, we didn't measure or weigh that one specifically, but it was around six. So I've actually caught a bigger smallmouth than my biggest largemouth. But. That's crazy, man. Well, you're in, yeah. you're in the world, world-class smallmouth country. So that's understandable. <laughs> and then yeah, spotted bass. I've caught a couple, nothing that I would brag about, you know, two sure. to three pounds, which is a good fight. No doubt. Oh a yeah. Lot of that's a good spot. Yeah. yeah I mean, but, Nothing too crazy, though. I got you. That's probably uh, the most common answer I get with spotted bass, unless it's someone that's from Northern California or yeah, like, uh, or something. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone's just like, oh, I don't know, like two and a half pounds. I caught it on a jig. I don't know. You know, no one really tracks that one unless you're you're one of those uh, big bass hunters, it seems, or even some of the guys you know down in um, Georgia in that area with some of those magnum spots that live live. Uh, the Coosa river spots. Yeah. That kind of thing. They're fun down there for sure. And I'd love to make it down there. I haven't spent any time there. Um, 
but awesome. Well, Joe, I'll let you get uh, going to the rest of your night, man. I really appreciate you taking the time out and coming on and kind of come walking through uh, all the announcements with Major League Fishing, um, especially the fantasy fishing and uh, a little bit of insight on what is to come. Um, so, man, uh, have a good rest of your evening. And I just, again, thanks for taking the time out and coming on the show. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, we got to get you to Redcrest. I know you mentioned you'd like to come, but let's yeah. make it happen at the show there. And I, I, yeah, we'd love to have you guys there. That'd be cool, man. We'll, uh, we'll have to chat about that. So awesome, Joe. All right, man. Have a great rest of your night. All right. Thank you. All right, guys. So awesome show with Joe Opager from Major League Fishing. Uh, just awesome. Cool to hear through, talk a little bit through his career. I think that is, uh, that is a, a cool path for a lot of guys in the industry, and it's not something talked about as much. Most guys just want to hear the knowledge uh, of what's going on rather than kind of a little bit of that background. So very cool to hear his story and all of the exciting stuff with Major League Fishing. Um, I'm impressed. I think this monkey knife fight deal in uh, Bally Sports is uh, is is really interesting. I think it's good for the sport. Personally, I know there's kind of a lot of controversy there, um, and I think uh, the fantasy fishing is a, a good call. And uh, as you guys know, we have the fantasy fishing shows uh, for the Bassmaster stuff lined up, so be on the lookout for that. That stuff is going to start rolling through here as the season gets going. And next week on Business from the Bass Boat, we actually have coming on the founder of Omnia Fishing, um, they've been a great supporter of the channel for the 2022 season. And, uh, and I love these kind of entrepreneurship stories of guys creating these, these businesses. So, uh, that is what is going to be coming next week. So tune in and thanks again, guys, uh, for being a fan of the show and, uh, would love any comments and, um, likes and all that stuff on YouTube and Apple reviews and Spotify reviews on the podcast platforms. Thanks guys. Well, that was an awesome show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you can and your app allows it, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us get seen more, which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you like some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners, all of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Sears Sanger fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all on the next one.